0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Binchdown TV. And today you're here to listen to me, Kathleen, and my guest host, Alex, friend of the pod, girlfriend of me, talk about The Traitor Season 2, Episode 4, titled The Funeral. Now, this was absolutely fucking electric, 10 out of 10 episode of not only reality TV, but all of television. I mean, the way my stomach hurt during this episode because I care so much, between the chalice, the funeral, the outfits, the infighting within the traitors, I was squealing. But again, as a Parvati stan, I was hurting. My soul was hurt, but hopeful. You know what I mean? I was hurting. So this week we have... My honey, my girl, Alex, if you're a Bingetown fan, you might know her from our Succession podcast or even further back, our uh, Amazon Prime's The Wild's Gone Too Soon podcast. That's not the title of the podcast. It was just a Wild's coverage, but it was Gone Too Soon. So Alex, not only tell us your thoughts about the episode, but tell us like which of the reality stars did you know? I think me and you are pretty similar on this uh,
1: episode and who I knew. Let's start with who I knew. So I. Okay. I'm housewife, like, familiar. I mean, that's probably not even a good enough word because everyone out there, there's... Louise is a housewife historian. Our friend Kevin is pretty good on that as well. But I watched OC back in the day, so I knew Tamara, and I knew she was crazy. Obviously, I know the Survivor folks, and I watched The Challenge growing up, too. So I knew CT and Johnny Bananas. Anyone kind of from that realm. I don't know Big Brother. That's a giant blind spot. and I think it'll stay that way for my whole life. That an Amazing Race. I'm just... I'm getting it on Survivor. I can't be doing another <laughs> that's 50 seasons long. Don't forget, your true heart and soul is Love Island. Ek and Sue. Right. I mean, that's the most important to me. She's a star. <laughs> Get her an Emmy this episode. At <laughs> gone too soon. Gone too soon, just like the Wilds, might say. <laughs> Everyone's saying that. Everyone's saying, Ek and Sue, gone too soon, just like the Wilds on <laughs> I've Amazon seen, like, Prime. Seven tweets just like that today In our specific corner of gay internet Yeah, (laughs) maybe
0: (laughs) But okay So we're going to break this episode down in three parts We're going to do pre-funeral Funeral funeral, and post-funeral And every single chunk of this episode It is fucking exciting There's not a a single second that's not worth talking about But we're going to try and keep this like a tight 50 or 45 Who's to say We'll, Um, We'll do our best Okay, so let's jump in pre-funeral. So we open at the close. Uh, we leave off not knowing who Ekansu, So, or sorry, I jumped the gun. I, Spoiler. <laughs> who Parvati is going to poison. And I- I'll let you give a little sayonara to Ekansu, um while we're here, just because I only watched Love Island one season and it was because of you and it was her season. And <laughs> man, was she just an icon and a
1: legend she will forever be. I mean, Phaedra said it best, you know, not Ek and Sue. (laughs)
0: Lord, sweet baby Jesus, not Ek and Sue.
1: (laughs) I don't think she meant it like I did, but you know, all the same, she has the best line reads of anyone on that show. So yeah, I will pour one out for her into my mouth. Uh, That's my queen. She is a reality TV queen. And I think We'll be seeing more of her. I don't know where maybe the challenge people are doing crossovers in the U.S. with a lot of Love Island, U.K. folks. And sure, she she needs to be televised. That's all I can say. She does.
0: And I feel like she just didn't get enough. This episode shows that she is worthy of being there and can, like, go toe-to-toe with some of these just, like, obvious stars. I feel Ekansu is one of the ones that people didn't know going in. And like Matt said on our previous episode, like, the barrier of entry into Love Island is high because, one, it drops every day. It's so easy to get behind when there's 50 episodes dropping. And they're not short episodes. So you really have commitment. to— It is. So watching my girl, my heart, my soul, Parvati— Go up to my sweet, sweet Ek and Sue, and Ek and Sue not only like taking that cup, but saying, I love you. I would never think you were a traitor. <laughs> we both were like squealing. And I think the internet was kind of saying it's Ek and Sue. So I think my heart was a little padded, but mm, it's still had hurt. a feeling.
1: I, yeah. And even clearly Parvati didn't want to do that. You know, I, she seemed to think that was one of her allies, which you know, we'll get to this later. It feels like she doesn't have many, or at least that's the narrative they're spinning. And I, sure. you know, I, I think it wasn't intentional. That was a really hard challenge. It's very interesting how they've gone from like zero to a hundred from season one to two on like protection of the traders and posting to like, that's an insane chat. That cup is musty, dusty. There's not like college kids there. I mean, maybe Bergie is in a frat or something for nerds. But you know what I mean? It's like getting someone to drink out of that, those bougie fucks, so many of them, that's a challenge. And you kept saying, oh, it was so obvious she did that. Like, yes to us, the viewer, but like not as much in person, but it still was more like Conspicuous than not, I would say, because if you're running back over your day or night, I'm shocked. at did and be like, wait, I drank out of Ugh. a really weird cup, you know. Her brain's on vibrate, as Phaedra said. She she can't remember, but
0: I think they're also a little tuned up. Like I really truly think they were a little fucking tipsy. I, I think those round tables are stressful, and everyone just wants a drink after. Two things to what you said. One, completely agree. I think that we think Parvy looks sketchy as fuck. Because we know she's being sketchy as fuck, but you have to see it through other people's eyes and the editing. I mean, they're working miracles over there. They're cutting splicing in moments that are not at the right time chronologically to make it look like someone's making a face. Now, I agree again with you that the faithfuls are reading way too much into this kill because. this was a murder of opportunity. She didn't want to kill Ekansu. This was an impossible challenge to give and that Phaedra bowed out of and then Dan was pussyfooting around the book. Just grab Othello and run, bitch. Like, what are you doing? Grab the cup. You like lurking around the books isn't helping anyone. And Parvati just like beelines it, grabs it and is like, okay, let's go. At the end of the funeral, they're like, why would they kill Ekansu? That's so stupid. These traitors are so dumb. And it's like, when you rewatch the show, you'll realize it was like, who the fuck is going to drink this dirty, rusty
1: chalice? Like who? Right. And But it could be the catalyst. I mean, it seems like things are maybe unraveling for Parvati a bit, but it seems like all three of them, not so much Phaedra, but after the gamers versus housewives of it all, it seems like they're kind of on the radar. You know what I mean? More so than anyone in season one was for a long time. But that's because Dan's a goddamn flop. I wanted to shout it the second he said his name. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. I like, you know, drop your buffs. (laughs) Shout out that podcast has star star list. Like he's flop. Mm. If we have something, it's full flop. And that's (laughs) him. And for them to like pin it on Parvati, it was not an easy task. And so to kind of let her sort of stumble through what happens after is also shitty if you're all on the same team. But, you know, I don't know.
0: Yeah. And we'll dive more into that because I, d- I do want to deep dive the traders in fighting in general. But now that Sue took the chalice, let's just move into the morning breakfast. Couple things happening here. The first three people at breakfast are Dan, Phaedra, and Parvati. So they get to have their meeting because they didn't get to have their meeting at the night before. We get the iconic, like, Lord, not Sue, Like, so funny. She voted for Sue the night before, but Phaedra... And I get it. Like, the housewives are dramatic. They're here to make TV and be exactly like this. But, like, you got to do something. And it's like everyone Phaedra has talked to, she's like, you better not talk to them. You better not touch them. It's like, we got to do something. (laughs) I love Phaedra. I think she's great TV. And especially the last minute of this episode is just, like, (laughs) queens going up against queens. And then a a lowly jester next to them. Uh, (laughs) No, Dan's fine. I think he's finally showing up. In this episode a little bit. Doesn't mean he's not um, flop, but yeah. And then so next CT is the one who first calls out Bravo people in this episode, basically being like they're working together. I'm seeing a pattern, etc. You were a real world person, right? So, you know, CT, Trishel, Johnny. Yeah. Yeah, right. And just to quickly touch on their conversation they have later on the episode where Trishel has a talking head and she's like, you know, I really do think CT has changed. And it's true. Like, I've been calling him like a little bit of a dorcas this entire season because he's, they keep showing him like making like faces, like, oh, oh, but not actually like playing the game. I think this episode he's finally starting to play the game, but it's cracking me up. But I do think he's just grown out of being just a mega dick, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, his stylist needs to be fired too because it's just ill fitting clothing from the leather jacket in the first episode. Like, he looks. Yeah uncomfortable so it's like that and the like what's going on like all of that has been I think the opposite of what people think of him if you know him even remotely from the challenge he's like alpha as fuck and is just like a a nut job back in the day like just hulking out all the time so it is like quite a departure but you were saying this or we were talking about this with our friend Kevin over text it's like these people have grown up this is like the grown up version of them on reality TV like in a real way where they used to just be like 20-something and drunk on TV all the time. Exactly. They're now like a little more mature. Their parents are settled in and they've gone through different phases of life. So it's interesting to see. But yeah, I think that's where we start to see the infighting start to go. And like Janelle clearly in her talking head starts to feel it too, even around the breakfast. She's like, fuck, I could see sue. Like, fuck this bitch. She's like, <laughs> she's so annoying. But I always think this is funny. And it happened on... The last season, Kate like, hated Rachel so bad. Oh, big time. I just feel like people find someone, mostly women, find another woman to hate. And usually it's like a younger one who's maybe like a rising star in reality TV. And they're like, fuck this person. But it's like, you are probably the same exact way when you got your star on reality totally. TV. Be for real. Let
0: yeah. me ask you a question. When you watch The Traders, and you had recently watched Trader season one, maybe a month ago. Um, so she's fresh to The Traders game. And so when you're watching it, are you rooting for the traders or the
1: faithfuls or does it matter who is on what side? I think I've just been rooting for the traders both times. Cause we're also deep in our survivor era. And so the bias is strong. And so it like Sari, I was, I was cheering for, but there are people I liked on the faithful side. Just you see the card stacked against them. So it's like, why would I root for that? However? Yeah. I think it's just like, they're stacking the traders with people I like personally and then the underdogs a little too, the odds are not in their favor. This season's yeah. a bit different. I really hope Harvard is not in his jeopardy as much as it keeps feeling like, but I'd like to see them get Dan. I don't want Phaedra to go anytime soon. She's Action on television, but like, I guess I don't truly have like, which one I prefer. It's more about like singular contestants, I suppose. Yeah, we can't lose Phaedra soon. We just
0: lost Larsa, and without Larsa, we're—I feel hurt. Yeah. So, I mean, next episode, I'm gonna—we're gonna have our friend Kevin on, who is a Real Housewives stan over everything. So we're gonna even out the biases a little bit, and even in this episode, I'm trying to not be so biased. I'm trying to be well—he's a more even keeled.
1: Challenge head too. So that'll be good, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so in this, Janelle is grouping people, right? And this is like the first time I've heard someone group it this way because even though they're gamers, quote unquote. So that's Dan, parvati Trichelle, CT, Sandra, and herself, because Janelle's from Big Brother. It's like they're all different shows, but I feel like this was the first time it was spelled out to me like this is a click. They all think the same way. So they're gonna gravitate towards each other. And I'm like, oh, I need it that spelled out for me. Because to me, it's like Survivor's different than Big Brother, that's different than The Challenge, and they're all separate, but it's really not, which is wasn't apparent to me until this
1: episode. I don't think it was apparent to me either, but I guess it makes sense, right? Especially in the world of Survivor, you want numbers, right? So I think even like Trishel and CT don't have good history. Didn't have some like open heart to heart. It's what Peppermint said in the first episode. It's the devil you know, right? Like even Sandra and Parvati are sort of working together and Sandra's taking information back to to the gamers. It does seem, whether it was on the cutting room floor or not, these people made a decision that like, this is our gang of numbers for now. Totally. You know, and I think that's very interesting. Housewives, I mean, we saw the Bravo people last season, I think kind of cluster. And it's sort of similar this time. There's just like, way more Housewives than any other show there's Shots of Sunset with MJ but some of those are more natural because those worlds are smaller they're all in the uh, Andy Co- oh my god is it Andy, Andy Cohen Co- I was like yeah. Andy Cohen cinematic universe yeah all that. <laughs> yeah ACCU yeah you
0: know okay <laughs> I got it. Yeah, so this really teased it off, this episode, into Gamers versus Bravo. And then as Janelle so eloquently put, uh, there's the Faithfuls, who is Bergy, Peter, and John, and then dumb Faithfuls like Kevin. So there are people that people are just like, okay, writing you off completely. I feel like they should put completely non-suspecting people next season, like a Bergy and a... Peter
1: you have to because it's like I think at some point that card's about to be played out right it's like Mm -hmm. they'd obviously be a traitor so they would never make them one like now we've seen two seasons of that so I think that's going to go by the wayside I agree if Janelle's already privy to the fact that like she's right all those people are faithful dummies or not and everyone else is pretty much up in the air based -hmm. on those groups yeah that's not really good (laughs) casting in that way of the traitors I agree
0: yeah. Okay. So let's just kick it into gear. Alan comes in after, you know, Ekin comes in and Parvati and Dan and Phaedra are absolutely shook to their core. And there's these really funny talking heads, you know, which are shot afterwards. It always cracks me up in these types of show when they're like, explaining it as if it's like in the moment, but like they already know how the whole day plays out before they're doing these talking heads. But either way, they're like, what is Ekin doing here? Did Parvati do it wrong? Whatever. And then Alan just comes in and shines in this episode in his way. Always love him. But the dramatics and his like savageness was made for this funeral live, quote unquote, death we're seeing here. But while this is like almost a perfect episode of television, I do have some issues with this setup because, one, let me just say, I'm thrilled to have the traders do more dangerous things and put their necks on the line because, honestly, in season one, it was a cakewalk compared to this. But Harvey could have had her entire game blown up because of this. It wasn't explicitly said that everyone was going to have time to talk about what was the poison, what happened, etc. So, like, Parvati was kind of stumbling around with that chalice. Like, someone could have clocked her easily. Thank God she gave it to Sue, who's just, like, a little obtuse, and didn't clock it, because all it would have taken was Ekin to say, well, Parvati handed me a chalice, Sue dies, and then Parvati is next to be banished. Like, easy as that. It didn't work out that way, by some work of the gods or
1: by the traitors producers.
0: So what, what did you think of this in general?
1: I want to go back to what you said about the talking heads and stuff, because even in the room, the reaction of Phaedra, Dan and Parvati that they filmed in inner splice. If you made that fucking face in the room, you're the traitor. What exactly are you talking about? Like that again, this was an incredible episode of reality TV, but like, that to me, you're just sending my sense of belief yeah, and yeah. like, I need you to like, make it feel like it's actually authentic a little more for me Agreed. and a little less produced, but cause I get it. They're shook, right? But leave it for the talking head, not when they're in the room. And uh, of course I think they filmed scenes later to your point. They could not have reacted that way and everything been fine unless everyone's just part of an entire Extended play with Alan coming and then you know what maybe we'll all have fun with that, but yeah, <laughs> like that's not the point of the show. So no. that alone. I do love that. They're putting the traders in a little bit of danger giving them some hoops sometimes some hoops set on fire. I do think that that's important or else it would be. It was a bit of a snooze in season one, the way everything just kind of coasted, and it makes I think you said this too. The challenge is more interesting to watch because I don't really give a fuck about them doing fear factor shit or the challenge uh, light shit for money because they're gonna get the money in the end. Period. He it racks up to two fifty, anyways. Like, so I think you made this point. I think you had said it before the season started, just like. Instead of doing a challenge or picking win the money, you win a clue about a trader. Like, I love that idea, too. And I, mm-hmm. again, I think this is along those lines where we're making the game more complex. And I'm enjoying that.
0: I think the traders has a long way to go in perfecting the game. But it, this feels like beta re- testing rounds. But well, this
1: is like well, this is <laughs> did you say that it was based? There's like 10 seasons in the UK, right?
0: I don't know how many seasons there are each, but so the chalice has never happened before. So it's not like they could have watched. It's happening at the same time right now in UK season two or Canada season two or something,
1: but not the same twists. not the same twists. And I think,
0: I think there's been other like twists, but not anything like a chalice and poison or anything.
1: Okay. Cause I thought at one point someone said like mirroring what happened in the UK, but I was like, anyone could fucking watch that and then know what's coming. So they can't quite do it to that so degree. Yeah,
0: so I had said that to you and it was that if you watch season one of the U.S. and U.K. season one, I think it's the same exact challenges, but I think they aired around the
1: same time. Got it. Like, okay. I don't know. Oh, I thought this you, had been on a while. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't
0: know that U.K. season one was out yet before U.S. season one. Whatever, whatever. Okay, but anyway... As we move into uh, Alan's speech, it's so funny that Ecken is the one who is reacting. She's like, oh, oh." she's giving goof town, eating things, reacting to things that Alan says. It's just so happened that she's giving and she's the one who was killed, which is so funny. But quickly before we get to the actual funeral is really just saying, Dan is playing the game because he's teaming up with Parv and wants to like eventually get out Phaedra, which is interesting. But I hated that before parv came in the room he was like did anyone give anybody like chocolate or anything last night it's like dan shut the fuck
1: up like you are bad you are bad at acting at least say this morning you know what i mean like don't make people think it was last night you know what i mean jesus christ
0: exactly so dan you win one with with trying to like be parv's guy and you lose one with that
1: one other thing i wanted to say Again, related to sort of like the talking headshots and stuff and, and a difference from season one. They talked to each other in broad daylight more like season one traders never acknowledged each other one-on-one or in side never. rooms ever. Which every time it happens, you're like, you're like freaking Get out. out of there. You're like, Get yeah, you're like, please, harmony yeah. But like I that's a huge like not note, but something I absolutely clocked of like being different. And again, Is it producers working their magic? I don't know. But like, it's definitely something they either never put in the editing last year or just never happened. And maybe they were smarter, more careful. Maybe these people are more brazen. It's hard to say. Other thing I wrote, which I just want to talk about, like, what the fuck do you think they told them to pack for this entire trip? Like, They had funeral outfits to the gods and it was just so great. And I'm like, is the itinerary like, Funeral outfit and you're left to wonder What will that be for I'm just I'm so curious
0: Yeah either that or like I don't Know if there's a stylist on this show But like if someone says you're wearing All black like there's gonna be a few I don't know if that's That big of a spoiler to it's say. not all
1: black They were
0: wearing like the housewives
1: Had like the I don't know What you call those things that are part veils like I just it was iconic I just wanted To call out that like they were get clearly Given a to-do list or to pack List and an assignment And everyone it. They showed up because I think Alan made them want to show up to play the part. And I think that that's beautiful. And everyone deserves an Emmy.
0: Exactly. So I usually hate the challenges. Like in Survivor, I love watching the challenges. I think they're interesting. But for this, like to me, it just doesn't matter. There's no stakes. Even the shields, like I get it, but I also don't really care. Like there's no one I'm rooting against so much in the faithfuls. And I'm like, oh, I hope they don't get a shield or. I guess there could be some that I'm like, oh, I hope they get a shield so they don't get killed. But not really. So this was the best challenge I've ever seen. The visuals, the outfits, the paid actors, the funeral choir singing one of the clues Uh, and the throwing of the roses in the coffins. Just fucking iconic. Head to toe.
1: Chef's goddamn kiss. Camp. Um, Peak camp, frankly. It it, it, it is. I mean, let's get into other of favorite moments from throughout that challenge Sandra saying Larsa looks 10 years older than her full gag full gag also who stabbed Sandra in the forehead tell me I,
0: girl who, who what, took a knife and shoved it in her brain <laughs>
1: what happened in the Mission Impossible graveyard girl what happened I don't know that was incredible Phaedra saying she is a funeral directress. I need to ask my bravo heads what the fuck that means because that cannot be a gig that she has I have I, questions
0: I don't know what that means either. We need to tell people, if you're on our Discord, ping us on if Phaedra. I'm not, I could easily Google it, but I would rather it be in your words. Come hang and talk on Discord. But just the being born in the same year thing that Sandra said, like that being the first question, they knew what they were doing. Like you knew all those housewives were like, uh, fuck no. I'll I'll be, I'll rather die than get
1: (laughs) quite literally put me in the coffin first.
0: Yeah. But I honestly was shocked that like Kevin and Dan, 83. Yeah, I guess they're a, de- a full decade older than me. That makes sense for me. I guess they're like perpetually
1: 25 from, from when I was a kid watching them. Well, I was shocked that CT is older than like them. They look older than him to me, but I don't know. CT's older CT than was who? like eight, 1980 and they were like 83, Dan and Kevin. And I was like, Dan is an old man oh, to
0: me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, did I say CT was 83?
1: No, you, oh, you I said stanko. Dan and Kevin, and it okay. is. But I think you were referring to CT. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. What the hell? Okay, that makes sense that he's 13 years older than me. Yeah, okay. Me and Alex, we live in the same house. We just got into Survivor together, um, along with Julia from the Survivor Pod, and we just watched Sandra's first season. So again, it, season seven, which was in like 2004. So again, she's our age in, in my eyes. Like literally, if that's in 2004, And Sandra was born in 74. She's 30. I'm 30. Me and Sandra are the same age. That's girl math.
1: It it does (laughs) cause some cognitive dissonance to watch someone. And you know that it is old because it's a square on your rectangular TV and low quality. But like, but then you see even Parvati, right? Like we watched her seasons recently too. And now she's like, you know, of her current age has a little work done, let's be honest. But we still love you. And you're always hot forever. So but, hot. You know, love you, queer it's, icon. It's it kind of jarring. you like, she's Sandra like in her 20s. And then it's like, here we are. But no, I <laughs> I wasn't really shocked by her age. <laughs> I was cracking up at her a like, comment. I'll never be over that in my life.
0: Fucking hilarious. But okay, quick, just like going over some things. So Tamara, Peter, and Janelle... Uh, we we don't really know how these uh, shields work, especially in like a twist like the chalice. So they got to just sit right in the carriage. So then the people born in the same year with Sandra, Larsa, Kevin and Dan, they got to scoot. Next is who's still in the funeral
1: march. That's still in the game. And then that's Trishel and CT. <laughs> I was screaming at that point. Like they hired these people to come out. and <laughs> And sing about Johnny Bananas. These Scottish people are like, what in good God is going on with this crazy man, you know? I I will say that
0: CT saying that's the first time Bananas ever done anything for me was hilarious. (laughs) Like the little kid in me that used to watch Real World, Road Rules, Inferno, Challenge, bullshit. I loved that. I loved that. Trishel and CT just kind of staring at me and CT's being like, if it's not us, he deserved to die. Fuck that. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, he's cool. He's safe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then the last one was easy. Like who ran through the scarecrows dressed in red? That was like easy, whatever. That's Phaedra, John, Bergy and Cherie. So Parvati, MJ and Ekin are at the end. And do we feel that Parvati is getting protected
1: well, one, you were like, she looks so like guilty the whole walk. And I'm like, no, she looks like pissed or like pensive. Like her whole, like. <laughs> I don't know if you're putting video up of this, but her whole demeanor no, we're not. is like Zoolander. I got it. the best thing. It is giving this, Zoolander. She's like always kind of like pensive and quizzical, but like the lips are like, Ooh, like <laughs> Zoolander and it's cracking me up, but she looked pissed on the walk, which I think is the best card to play, right? Like fuck, if I'm killed, this is fucking bullshit. Like, that's a valid emotion versus, like, it ensues like, pure panic. Because if you can't channel panic because you know you're not dying because you know you're a traitor, I think anger is a good, easy thing for people to access. I don't know. They're all actors at the end of the day. I wanted to say this earlier, again, about talking heads. If you think about it, these people, like you said, sit down after a whole day of of existing or as housewives think, just living their lives. But like then you have to recount everything and react and have the same emotion as if it's in the moment. They are all actors to a degree, whether it's like D-list, C, B, maybe (laughs) sometimes an A-list performance. They're all actors to be on like professional reality TV. Let's be for real. you You
0: know what? I would say 90% of this cast, that's the great equalizer, is talking heads. They, and on every respective show, they're giving talking heads. Love Island, Big Brother, Survivor, Bravo, of Sunset, Married to Medicine, challenge. they're all the challenge... So, Deontay and maybe like even Maxim, I think, has talking heads on Dancing with the Stars. So, like, it is the great equalizer. It really is. That's a great point, Al. I love that. So, they, they are. They get their skills up.
1: They get their. I mean, and yeah. otherwise, I will. I, I don't want to jump around, but like, I. The only quote I wrote was Phaedra saying, Don't come for the housewives, honey. We are not a game. And I'm like, But like, you are performers, please. But they're, again, they're performing so of course they have to say that but yeah yeah, my whole thought process after this episode was yeah everyone is acting to a degree and you have to and you're playing a role on this particular show and this particular season and and that's what you're there to do
0: yeah anyway we're moving forward it's unanimous on mj the visual of mj rising from the dead and all those flowers falling off of her (laughs) made me actually laugh out loud i mean perfect and um at this point, everyone's still trashing Ek and Sue being like, I don't know why they kill her. She's fucking useless. I'm like, go to jail. She's not useless. She's a sweet angel. And I love her. She didn't even get to crawl on her hands and knees in this season, in this series. Like, I needed her <laughs> kissing other boys and crawling. And, she probably and- crawled
1: out of the coffin we didn't see so they could put dirt on it. <laughs> It'll exactly. be in, like, the um, behind the scenes.
0: <laughs> and you're on, in the camp of Ekin was not in that coffin while they were putting dirt on it
1: i think if she was they would have put a camera in it like the season one challenge to have a reaction otherwise (laughs) no they got her ass out and everyone just still frowned at the coffin like she was in it but i was hoping it was gonna be like season one like the burial challenge because she would have gave good tv and that would have been a great send-off you know
0: exactly i still think she did r.i.p to the girl we'll miss you but you looked beautiful as per (laughs) usual And I loved it. And I stuck up for her. Anytime we were watching with someone, I was like, I'm obsessed with that sue anyone. When, t- when I was texting about the traders, I'm like, don't sleep on that sue. She's a fucking sleigh." So RIP. Um, but now everyone thinks it's MJ because somehow Parvati is not getting any heat. Like how is it not like, Oh, well it's either Parvati or MJ, right? Like, why is it? It's gotta be MJ. I get it because MJ, quote unquote, should have been killed. But why is Parvati getting no heat? Parvati is the Black Widow. She's the queen. She's known for, I mean, every talking head, she's like, I'm a fucking spider and I'll crawl and I'll kill you at the last second and you'll never see it coming. And it's like, where is Sandra warning people about Parvati and like, I don't know.
1: Well, I guess if you want to squash your beef, you can't go running around like bad mouthing her. And if you're on... An alliance that's not really overtly said until everyone is pointing at each other and then not refuting it. You know, it's clear the alliances are real because no one's refuting it. They're like, well, what about yours? Like, that's the whole kind of theme of free roundtable and also within the round table, I would say. I would say it's also interesting... <laughs> Out Tamara and people latched onto Kevin like Tamara's like this fucker can't chew with his mouth closed and he's disgusting and he's a traitor
0: <laughs> like he actually yeah. is disgusting though who chews like that as an adult I, that's fucking insane nuts
1: nuts they're giving him kind of like a bozo edit too like he's like I oh, eat too many shrimp Uh, like skewers like we're like i'm definitely poisoned i ate everything yesterday that's uh oh (laughs) that's kind of like the edit they're giving these men which i don't hate like (laughs) i kind of love that this season is um, exactly men men getting steamrolled to shit tamara just being like if you're do your kids eat like that i'll
0: smack them over the head like fucking iconic the the housewives give good tv and our friend kevin again he'll come here and he'll fight for the death to the death for his housewives next week, but he sent us this like tweet today of like four instances of the housewives just reading people for filth, and it is fucking iconic. And I and the the tweet was basically like here I'll I'll shout them out. The tweet was from a uh, David M Dmed forty eight and D M E 48 and it says some of these people really acting like they can talk to the housewives any type of way without repercussions and it's four separate videos i can maybe put it in the um in the comments of of this video on spotify apple whatever you're listening on just to reference it if you're not a housewives person i feel like that really put me in check and i would
1: be scared of phaedra
0: or scared yeah scared of phaedra if i was yes
1: it's a good primer and (laughs) it's a good primer also scared. I mean, Tamara's clearly calmed it a little bit, but um, yeah, she got a little physical in the past. I would say, and what Phaedra said was so crazy out of line; it was unreal. <laughs> so these women answer to no one, frankly, and they they cannot be stopped. And I think that's the beauty of the housewives, and that's why people still watch like twenty something seasons. Yeah, in and they rotate in and out of season like it is a cinematic universe. Andy Cohen, thank you.
0: Thanks Andy. So, let's smoothly ride into the post-funeral. We are working really in Gamers versus Bravo at this point. Don't know that really much many other people were shown in this, but one, Harvey throws out Larsa to the gamers. Her reason being, the only reason for the traders not to kill MJ is because you're either working with her or you think she's got your back, like you're in an alliance. So she also is the one who cited the cheers from the morning, which was great because that was all the way in the morning of the of the previous day versus the night
1: of we like, said when, that Harvey was on the call that out.
0: You know, maybe it
1: was Janelle. Was it Janelle or Trishelle? I, I think Janelle. No, it was Janelle because then Larsa was like, well, I think you're weird because you're selfish and you're fucking no. weird.
0: I'm not talking about the round table. I'm talking oh. about when Parvati brings us up pre round table. And
1: oh, the, without them there. Okay. Yeah. yeah someone yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: brings up the cheers, either Janelle or Parvati. I think right. I have it down as Parvati, but maybe it's Janelle. Um, no. And then Janelle's the one who brings it up later. But Um, And then originally, Sandra, our girl, was sticking with the housewives to keep her enemies close, quote unquote, because she was like, Larsa runs the show. She did a good job. My skin. And I like this. I need Sandra to be a little more savage. I need Sandra from Pearl Island screaming it at fucking Johnny Fairplay. Eavesdropping
1: in the bushes. That's her number one M.O. She's going to pick up on the information.
0: You know, she's two million B born in 74. She's she's getting up there like I love you, girl. I'm not saying that you're old or anything. I'm just saying like, these people have evolved. Like I, uh, someone had, well, who was it? You that's saying she, in text today that Parvati is not like her normal flirtatious self. You said yeah. that. And I'm like, that was like 14 years ago that she was on. Yeah, but she's
1: still like, I'm a black widow. I don't know. It's interesting what people choose to keep from these like original personas and what they don't, I guess is like what, you know, we're saying.
0: I think when you're 20 something, like, there's the scene in Micronesia where her, Ozzy, and Yule are naked in a hot tub. Like, I really don't see Parvati doing that these days because when you're in okay, late a fun, 30s.
1: I'm not saying that, but even just like <laughs> her like, schoolgirl giggle at people, I haven't seen a giggle from her. Like, she's got to turn up. I mean, again, we'll get to this. She's got to turn the charm up because the I think. Personality, yeah. Clearly, no one fucking likes her. Oh my God, to we'll somebody. Get there. I'm pissed. Yeah, I know. I know. But since.
0: I have never covered one of Parvati's seasons on the podcast. I just would like to shout out her um, auction scene in Survivor where she's in the in the tub with the chocolate cake and she looks at the <laughs> idol and says, looks authentic. It's just, iconic. it's fucking iconic. She's, she is the GOAT. So anyway, Sandra's turning on the girls that she was keeping close to vote for Larsa. On the flip side, Larsa wants a man. She thinks it's an alpha male, which to me, I'm like, Sure. Okay. I mean, odds are there's going to be a single dude in the traders and it's probably not fucking burgalicious. So yeah, maybe it's an alpha male. If you think Dan's an alpha male to me, that kind of is like, no, but maybe they consider that. So they're between CT and Dan. They're leaning more towards CT, but in the, in the end, they all mostly end up voting for Kevin. So if there's one thing that separates the gamers from the housewives is that the housewives do not understand how crucial it is to vote as a block with your Alliance. You cannot Correct. throw will Sheree throwing a vote away John Larsa getting voted out when she threw a vote away is devastating because I wanted Larsa to stay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind if Kevin just got voted out. I don't need to see him chewing anymore. Thoughts <laughs> thoughts.
1: Oh, I agree. It was, It was very clear. Gamers developed their whole thing from playing games. Ceri's whole strategy to win last year was to go with the vote. That is how you win in Survivor if you're playing like a more less dominant game and like a more strategic game. You go with the vote. You don't force the hand. You don't push people in a direction because then you look in this game like a traitor, right? Or like you have an agenda, which thus means you're a traitor. But housewise, I mean, it's just written on the wall for me. It's the ego, honey. It's going to get you every time. Like, the only thing I can think is ego of like, I'm right and this is who I want to vote for. Or just like, I don't want to go with the group because I don't want to like do the wrong thing. I don't know. It, it shocked me that Larsa made such a shitty decision because she has been quote unquote, very smart in this game when people say she's normally like an absolute ding dong. Sheree, sure yeah. I'm not like super shocked she did that. But again, <laughs> I, I can... I could see why it's easier for gamers to just go with what they're hearing and with each other and the sort of safe vote. They know how to read these situations. Whereas I don't know that housewives know how to read a vote. They know how to read a person to filth and make them cry. But I don't know that they know how to read a vote.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to read through the votes and then um, we can talk about the turret and include kind of Parvati coming for the housewives, Phaedra coming for Parvati, et etc. So the votes go like this. Dan voted Larsa. Tamara voted Kevin. CT voted Larsa. Sheree voted John. Fucking crazy. So stupid. Bergie voted Larsa. MJ voted Kevin. Phaedra, Kevin. Sandra, Larsa. Peter, MJ. So random. Like, get it together. You're obviously not an alliance. What
1: the fuck? He'd be on my radar for doing kooky shit. He voted Kevin that first time, and he tried to spark that fake drama with him. And then now he's doing this. He, he's he's kind of like that normie from season one, Quentin, who was never on the correct side of the vote. Yeah. <laughs> and, but here it's a little more sus with all these people.
0: Wait, you want to hear something kind of fucking funny? Sandra today on Instagram posted just the video of Peter and Kevin having that conversation. Sandra's nowhere to be found, I feel like, and no, no caption. She just <laughs> put on Instagram on her grid the video of Peter and Kevin being like, you vote me, I vote you. Let's act tense together. I, obviously, she's throwing shade, being like, What the fuck? These she idiots. said,
1: Here, honk honk, here's your nose.
0: <laughs> she said, Okay, Bling Empire, fucking Bachelor. Sandra has fuck? jokes.
1: I'm enjoying it. <laughs> she
0: does. I, I, uh, so Alex and I, Benjamin buttoned Survivor and we watched Heroes Villains <laughs> first. So we watched Sandra and Parvati and Heroes Villains first. And then we watched Micronesia. And then we watched Pearl Island. So we saw and then we watched Cook Island. So we were bouncing, but we saw the like evolution backwards of them.
1: Um, yeah, like the peak of them, the all stars of it all type type theme for people. Exactly. Who aren't survivor people and then went back to their more like either yeah. first season or earlier season. And yeah, it was silly to do it that way. But yeah, you know, I enjoyed I- the ride.
0: And we knew from, you know, Sandra burning Russell's hat, like all this stuff. If I had seen Pearl Island's first, I would have understood that this was on par for her. But I feel like watching Heroes Villains and she flew under the radar for the most part because she wasn't part of like the majority alliance. And um, now I just realized that she's fucking hilarious and she's just a savage. So anyway. So, yeah, Peter voted MJ. John voted Kevin. Janelle voted Larsa. Larsa voted CT. Again, waste of a vote. Parvati Larsa, Kevin Larsa, Trichelle Larsa. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight on Larsa. Kevin had one, two, three, eight, four. 4. Okay, so they couldn't have I saved wrote down themselves.
1: the totals. It was four Kevin, eight Larsa, one John, one MJ, one CT. So again, a mess. I feel like, again, in season one, people were voting pretty clear down. 100 the middle so this is like Very interesting to see I, I think it Makes for a more interesting game but Then people make these, mis- these Huge mistakes like Larsa like I I can't get over her doing that <laughs> Especially as someone who has Clearly an amazing read on one of the Traders Dan yeah You hate to see the people who have it Right like shoot themselves in the foot Not get like plucked off by the traders Or flying too close to the sun She just absolutely played herself
0: Yeah, it's almost like they're waiting too long to put a target on someone's back. So then it's hard for everyone to jump on it. Like even, I don't know the logistics logistics of how this show is shot, but even them deciding at the last second it's Larsa felt like, okay, can we get the numbers? Like, what's going on? Like, so who's to say they need to get their shit together. And Larsa, RIP the girl, such fun TV. I cannot wait for her at the reunion. Like immediately she's going to be so fire. I just know and we'll um, see you at the
1: reunion, girl. One other great Sandra was shading the shit out of Larsa this whole time, but this was at the round table. And she said, You displayed traitorous behavior. And I thought mm-hmm. that was iconic as well. And yeah. I remember that from the trailer and being worried it was directed at Parvati. So that was a bullet dodged for now. But yeah.
0: But you know what wasn't a bullet dodged? Fucking Parvati
1: Woo! coming for Phaedra. I mean, she stood in front of a train on that one.
0: So my best friend Stephanie. Is a housewives girly. She's a Bravo stand. and she was live texting me today watching The Traders, and she's like, "Oh my god, I really hope Phaedra's not actually mad at Parvati. That's so scary." And then five minutes later, was like, "Oh my god, that's so scary," <laughs> like because people just don't understand these these women are are not to be trifled with, and you know, I knew from the start at the roundtable that Phaedra was mad. Like that was not acting that was that was mad you know they the way they cut this episode is that parvati and dan didn't really even say anything like dan was like wait what happened what what?" and then parvati just kind of even when Pedro's like nobody likes you parvati that is such a bravo thing to say like that's not even true
1: like i don't like I can't like or i guess my question is are we get, not getting the edit that she is? Like, again, are the producers just like giving this, like, he, this Winners winner edit. edit to Parvati, but probably not for her to win? But like, I don't see people overtly like saying her name or, or bitching about her in the way that they were like complaining about Ek and Sue or Janelle or, or Larsa or whatever, or Kevin. But Fager has to be speaking that from somewhere. I don't think she just plucked like a schoolyard insult. Like, I feel like she, I don't know. It could go either way. It could go, that's just something that could hurt anyone and take them down a peg or it's just the edit we're not seeing it's on the cutting room floor as ari likes to say about some certain things on the trainers was
0: speaking of ari and quentin go check out ari's story tonight or last night hurry up hopefully i get this out in 24 hours so you can see it
1: (laughs) tomato tomato
0: but yeah so i mean the heat's coming Phaedra did kind of seem like she's willing to work with Parvati and Dan still, but like they better get their act together. I agree that Parvati, that was shots fired. You can't just say it's one of the Bravo girls, vote out a Bravo girl and then not expect it to be like, okay, then it's one of the other Bravo girls. Like it it really was. That's like someone being like, it's got to be one of the two
1: survivor girls, even though. Right. It's a little too pointed, but. Like, I see her point, but also you can't do that to your teammate. However, Phaedra also needs to buck up and realize that you can't yeah. carry every Bravo girlie to the finish line. Yes. At some point, they have to go. And the longer you keep them around, the more sus it looks and the more, like, you have a target on your back. Because what if they think it's you? Because you're so unsuspected. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I think... Yep. I, Parvati made the wrong move on the wrong one, but like Phaedra also needs to get her head in the game a little because she sort of shows up in the tower and lets and just has fun lines, but she hasn't been calling any shots.
0: I'm on the fence. I'm I'm thinking this was a big move by Parvati. I think Parvati knows she has Dan on her side, but I'm a little um unclear on the rules of, you know. Ken, Phaedra, I think Phaedra can just go up to someone and be like, I think it's Parvati. And could she like lie and be like, I heard
1: Parvati. did like- she throw out her name? She did after the round table. She was pissed off and goes, Parvati's like, can't believe she said that. Like she started to say things after the round table. And
0: I, I agree. And it's like, there's a fine line of what you can say because in the beginning when the traders take their like oath, you have to promise you're not going to tell anyone you're a trader, etc. So there are a few rules
1: yeah, you can't. Be I, like, d- I I just have a feeling Parvati's a trip, but you can be like, that was sus. Like she's sus. Like, like three can-
0: with Cody and Christian. Like she ended up getting both of those people out. Um, so yeah, I mean, I- I'm scared for Parvati, but I also trust Parvati because I think she could get out of it. I think that like
1: she has to I turn know- the charm up and the social game on because so far she's used it in different ways, right? Get the cup and stuff. But I just feel like this edit isn't showing the charming Parvati that like, I think could go far.
0: I agree. And I think uh, that's her strongest game is her social game. And they're giving us a lot of Parvati reaction shots, but they're not giving and confessionals, but they're not giving us any personality within the game. You're right. There's not, she's not giving any like Sari like reactions and talking. And like, there's like a million things of Suri talking with faithfuls, really strategizing with faithfuls. And Parvati is just not Parvati sits and listens who knows if it's the edit? Who's to say? But what we're given, Parvati, girl, come on, we want you to win the season. Yeah. So,
1: Serene had gotten like the character or like position she got herself in was kind of like mama bear, like she was like really making like familial bonds with the people who, who she ruined she Andy's on life at the end. And Andy's in therapy to this day. They really it. are. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> rumor has it they hung up a picture of Sarie in their baby's nursery and said that is Satan. <laughs> yeah, they're, it's a dartboard face exactly. of Cherie. But you know what I mean? Like, I, I think Sari found her like social avenue and milked it. I don't think Harvey's found it here. I also think that's fair because I, classically, her social game isn't strongest with women, especially women who fucking just play mind games all day for a living. So I think it's a real test for her, but. The charm so, probably wouldn't go as far with them because they're all stupid yeah. cold bitches. Parvati's,
0: Parvati's strategy and games are interesting because I would actually say she out al- her allyships are with women. Her as, at least Micronesia not heroes, villains. I guess uh, it's interesting because she is no. The there's black- always women She's involved. The- She's
1: not not a girl. Uh, that's not what I mean. No, I no, just, no, like, no, 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 no. I'm not char- saying that. blasting the charm. It just wouldn't work on this crowd as well. So I, I totally I, b- agree. But she needs to dial it up, as we said. Some some social aspect. Yeah.
0: she should be able to charm the girlies. What the hell?
1: Yeah, that's her forte these days. We're
0: angel. Okay. So I mean, what a fucking episode! I thought it was amazing. I am just yearning for more episodes. the second it's done i'm like yes. dying for another thanks for coming on
1: what do, what do you got what are your final thoughts um the last thing i have was that i hate women pitted against each other especially when a mediocre man gets a stronger foothold so that's how i felt about the drama in the turret it's like those two are at each other and now dan is si- that much safer and like in a yeah. better place and that makes me sick makes that makes me, sick. me fucking sick because yeah. these are two strong women who give good TV and he's a goddamn wall drying with paint on it.
0: He is. I agree. I I'm not the biggest Sam fan but I, he's just somewhere in the middle for me. Like it's fine. As long as he doesn't fuck up Parvati's game, I'm fine.
1: I mean, he and seems to be more loyal to is her. It's exactly so. why
0: we need Kevin on the pod to be a housewife fan because I have said Parvati's name forty thousand times this episode. All right, so that's the episode. Thanks for listening again. If um you're new here, go follow Binge Down TV. That's where all of our stuff drops. Um, you can find our Survivor forty-five coverage there if you're a reality TV person or if you want to do any scripted stuff. So, Al. Thanks for joining. Mm-hmm. I love you. Let's um, maybe watch it's an episode of Survivor it, after this. Sure.
1: Love
0: we you. we started Panama season twelve last night. We watched two episodes. That's for first season. So, anyway, thanks for listening. Um, uh, also, there's a Discord link. Come join our Discord, and then we can talk about the traders live and all week to fill the gaping hole of not having another episode to watch. So, love you. We are been on now. TV. Thanks for listening.